from the streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Ice Man, Jeff Trenopal. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the first place Cincinnati Bengals, home of the number five ranked University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Great day to be a Cincinnati fan. Like I say, Cincinnati versus everybody. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,385 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, which you can watch it on Facebook today, it's back up. If you're watching Facebook or Twitter, do me a favor. And you have not subscribed to my show, go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notifications. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chats, we're doing super chats. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing, Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. It's a Tuesday. It's kind of the beginning of Packers week. I think, you know, we had a euphoria of last week of winning uh, against Jacksonville and, you know, coming off beating the Squealers. And then if you're a Bearcat fan like me, we beat the Irish. So we're kind of starting to come down a little bit, but we got to get into the Packers week and just some crazy stuff that people are saying on Twitter about Joe Burrow. And I had to get to my my man, Bengal, Mike Bengal Sands, or Bengal Sands, however you want to call it. He's a great follow on Twitter. And he's also from uh, Locked On Bengals too. But check out, here, here comes Mike. 
Sands, what's going on, brother? Hi, how's it going? Good, man. I, I always I always get it confused. Mike Sands, Mike Bengal Sands, Bengal Sands, or I'll just call you Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike works. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we got Jackpot Joey Burrow up for the FedEx player, uh, air player of the week. So we need to make sure, I want to get this out of here before we get into anything else. We need to get it out. Everybody needs to go and vote. The link is added to uh, the Facebook uh, link. I know for sure. Uh, I did not add it to the Twitter. I should have done that, but I didn't. Um, so go in there. You guys can vote as many times as you want. We got to go up against the Kansas City Chiefs fans. So Houday Nation, rise up, support Jackpot Joey Burrow, and let's get him the FedEx Player of the Week. So what you got going on this week, Mike? A- a- anything cool happening on Twitter or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, just yeah, well, today, there's a whole section of uh, kind of film guys that just look at maybe their team, maybe one other team. They don't really – I don't think a lot of them watch the Bengals. Which no, really? <laughs> understandably. Uh, four wins last year. You know, I get it. And three and one this year, maybe they're starting to check it out. But I don't think a lot of them have checked it out. So there's a whole narrative about Joe Burrow's arm – and it's it's left the building from Joe Burrow's arm. Joe Burrow's arm is pretty weak. Which I mean, for a starting quarterback, sure, that's not how he wins. He doesn't win by being late on his throws and forcing it in there like a Matt Stafford. But it's moved into like Joe Burrow can't throw the ball thirty yards. <laughs> it's like right. That's I that's mean, high school quarterbacks can do that, man. Like right. So it all happened with a guy that tweeted um, a Bears video of Justin Fields throwing the ball. Really great throw. And if the description was different, I thought I was probably going to retweet it or at least add context and quote tweet or something. But it was <laughs> like uh, Joe Burrow dreams of making this throw. And it was like 40 wow. yards, opposite hash, three-step drop is what he said. And well, Joe Burrow made that exact same throw against a much better defense in Pittsburgh than Detroit. So – the point you mean uh, you mean this one right here? <laughs> yes, that one right there. What a great what a Except, great catch by yeah. Chase too. That was yeah. awesome. Fields threw him out of bounds and Burrow threw him a touchdown. So <laughs> right. it's he doesn't need the strongest arm in the world to throw the ball 45, 50 yards for an NFL quarterback. Like his arm is stronger than the average college quarterback. It's just when yeah, it comes to an NFL starting quarterback, those guys are freaks. They can throw the ball, fire it in there like 60 miles per hour, and that's just not how he wins. He wins with his mind and anticipation, always being solid fundamentally. So, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, he's not Joe Burrow doesn't have a Brett Favre arm. That's that's uh, you know, that's a that's a little different. But he his arm is not weak. It's it's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And a guy named Peyton Manning, I think. Didn't have the strongest arm in the world, but I think he ended up being a pretty good quarterback, too. And Taylor here says, Mike was beefing out on it in Twitter <laughs> Twitter streets today. <laughs> that's what it was, yeah. That, that's what we're talking about. Was uh, I ratioed him because I had four times as many likes, and he had to mute the conversation. <laughs> that That's what we call Houday Nation stepping up in a big way. Now, let's just go to comparisons here that I got. Uh, of him, and let's just go with uh, Baker Mayfield, and I uh, found this on Twitter. But Burrow versus Baker Mayfield. Now, this is when they get blitzed and when they don't get blitzed. When Burrow gets blitzed, he, uh, he's he been sacked seven – or when he's not blitzed, sorry, he's been sacked seven times. When he's blitzed, he gets, he's been sacked twice. Mayfield, not blitzed, has been sacked ten times. When he's blitzed, he's been tw- sacked twice. I mean, what what's that tell you about about Burrow right there and 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 calling you know changing the plays and all that stuff? Yeah, I think well the real surprising thing is that they're that close in a lot of this, and sounds like Mayfield's taken more sacks um, when not blitzed, right? And to me, that tells me that his processing's a little bit slow because his offensive line is really good. It's yes. this better than the Bengals. Uh, as much as we want to say Frank Pollock's fixing everything, well. Frank Pollock's mentor is the Browns offensive line coach. So right, right, right. Guy he learned everything from. And then you look at the players, and I think 
I'd take Jonah Williams over Jedrick Wills, but other than that, I'd probably take every other Browns starting offensive lineman over the Bengals starting offensive lineman. I mean, Betonio and Treader and Teller. Well, I mean, when, when you have, you know, 25, uh, you know, first overall picks on one team like the Browns did because they suck forever, you better have a talented team. Just saying, yeah. because, you know, I mean, well, I said this on yesterday's show. I think the Browns have th- their their team has everything they need, except they don't. They, they're have a, they're elite in a lot of places, except the quarterback. And that reminds me a lot of the Andy Dalton Bengals teams, to be honest. Yeah, um, I would probably even say the Andy Dalton Bengals teams were better, but I mean, maybe I'm just being a hater for the Browns. <laughs> I, I think Baker's probably a little bit better than Andy Dalton was, even in his peak. I don't know, maybe. But uh, offensive line, maybe you go the Browns, but they don't have. You could talk about Odell, but I don't think they have. If if Odell's as good as AJ Green, he doesn't have the same connection AJ Green had with Dalton. Where no, Od- he, he, well, Odell and Baker, Baker completely missed AJ or uh, Odell Beckham wide open in a in a probably uh, probably been a, a touchdown pass against uh, Minnesota this weekend. Totally missed him. No pressure at yeah. all. Yeah, so they they've never clicked, and I think AJ's better anyway. Uh, so the wide receivers, I would give it to the Bengals. And then you look at the defense. I'd take the Bengals defense over the Browns defense. Uh, uh, so well, I'll be honest. The, the, the Browns defense. Not the current was, Bengals defense. I mean the uh, the 2015. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I, that was a top five unit. Yes, so yes, I, I'd, yes. take, I'd take yes. that over what the Browns doing. So really, I'm looking at it. They keep getting hyped up as a Super Bowl contender. But I think like ah, they're probably – it could happen, but they're probably more to me like a decent. They're going to make the playoffs, but I I don't see a way they beat the Chiefs. Really, I mean they didn't do it last year, and Mahomes was out for half the game. Right, right, exactly. Let's get some more stats here about Burrow that I, I got to. I found this today. These are all uh, PFS is the highest graded passers in week three and four. Burrow's ninety point two. Justin Herbert, who everybody keeps gushing over, which, I mean, Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's 88.7, and then uh, Lamar Jackson is 88.5. And then you go for the deep balls here with 20-yard-plus throws. You got Burrow right in the middle. He's at uh, 128.5 with Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson. Or, yeah, Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson. So, I mean, this whole thing where he can't throw the ball deep is – I think he's squashing it this year. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what Chase helps with. That's what the Bengals hoped when they drafted him was that when you draft Jamar Chase, who's a great downfield target, it's going to help more than a 32-year-old A.J. Green could do in that same role. And A.J. Green's flourishing in Arizona, so that's really cool. It's nice to see. Oh, it's good for Um, A.J. I'm happy for him. But, yeah, the 22-year-old, I think, uh, Jamar Chase, a little bit more juice to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. AJ Green. They also have that connection from LSU. So that don't want to undersell that too much where he met AJ Green. And I'm not sure if they didn't feel like they ever clicked at least down the field. Yeah, that 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 connection, I that was so disappointing last year. I thought for sure AJ and Joe would would connect, but that never happened. But but Chase and Burrow, they they just picked up right where they left off. Uh, Josh says, uh I posted this today. Uh Joe Burrow. Is tied for fourth in the league in passing TDs, while 29th in the league in pass attempts efficiency. I, I can't. I, I agree with that completely. And that, that is complete efficiency. And, and one thing I want to bring up, Mike, is uh, last year everybody got upset. We're throwing the ball too much. We're throwing the ball too much. We're throwing the ball too much. Now this year they're like, why are we? Why are we running it so much? And I'm like, you can't make a, you can't make people happy, man. It's like it's like they're either upset because you're throwing it too much, or now they're upset because they're running it too much. I, I actually think we're a very balanced offense this year. And to go far, especially in November, December, when it gets cold and it's hard to throw the ball, you need to run it. And especially in the AFC North, you got to run the ball. Yeah. Um, and the Bengals have been pretty good at running the ball. So I, I get the concern. And I think part of it was that they were very run heavy early. Dogs are going nuts. <laughs> he uh, got caught in a bag. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals have been pretty balanced. I think. I think the run heavy stuff was a little bit to protect Burrow early on, 
Um, you want to win the game, but more important than that for this team, because if I'm going to trash the Browns a little bit and say they're not a real Super Bowl contender, the Bengals could do something like that. But really what I'm looking at is next year for them or the year after to be, that's, that's when the window opens to me is next year. I think this year is a get right. Let's get a winning season under, under our belts and let's, let's be prepared for next year. It's kind of like, Everybody was hyping up the Dolphins because they were kind of moving in the right direction, although yeah. they crashed back down. That's kind of what I'm looking for for the Bengals, to be a playoff-type contender, maybe hit a wild card. They're probably not beating the Chiefs. It's just – Well, we'll get, definitely get to find well, out this year. They're, <laughs> they're playing yeah, they're playing. You, you predicted them to beat the Chiefs. So maybe I'm just off. I know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like I said, Mike, I, I, I look at things through orange sunglasses. But, hey – so far, my predictions, I'm right on on our record so far. I said we'd be 3-1, but I, I did flip-flop uh, the Squealers and the Bears. I thought we'd beat the Bears and we'd lose to the Squealers, but doing okay it, so far. <laughs> that, that was my predictions, too. I thought we'd beat the Bears. I think it's just PTSD for everybody that's a Bengals fan to <laughs> right. go into Heinz Field. It's, yes. yeah, we're not winning that game. I right. Hopefully, we play well. <laughs> exactly. Well, we played we played very well. And the funny thing is, looking at the Bengals' schedule the rest of the way, other than the Lions, the Squealers might have been the easiest team we played, to be honest, the way they're playing right now. Jets, too. Oh, Jets. Jets I forgot Jets. Yeah, I got the Jets. So those are our three. So, I got two more, two more quote-unquote, easy ones. But no, it's the NFL. Nothing's, nothing's easy. I mean, I don't care if you're going to own, own whatever team. You're going to come, yep. come bring it. Especially because those are away games, too. The yes. Steelers are at home, so that's nice. We, we already beat them away, but – going on the road to play the Jets and the Lions, it could be trap games. It's just being honest is that you don't want to overlook that. The Bears were kind of a trap game where Bengals just came out flat. It looked, mm -hmm. felt like they were. Oh, well, I, I said that all week as a trap game. And, and somebody commented on my show afterwards and said, there's no such thing as a trap game. I go, no, this is exactly what a trap game is. You come off a high of being the squealers. It's a short week. You got to face Jacksonville. You don't want to look forward or look past Jacksonville to, to, uh, the Packers. I was like, this is exactly what a trap game is. Yep. Tough opponent coming up and you coming off the win. So you're feeling good. Short week. At least they didn't have to travel to Jacksonville. That would have made it worse. But right. I bet, yeah. I bet Urban wishes he didn't come to Ohio. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll just leave that one there. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Terry, Terry here says that uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers do scare me. I, I Well, Aaron Rodgers in general scares me. I mean, what do you think? the the game plan should be for stopping Aaron Rodgers. I mean, to me, we got to get out first and make him chase us is what I think. But what's your thoughts? I think the main thing is that they need to play consistently. I don't know if we've seen a consistent four quarters of offense from the Bengals this year. Mm -hmm. The closest we probably came was the Minnesota game. And – they didn't play super well in the second half, even so. Right, they played okay, but it wasn't. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of halves or quarters. <laughs> a lot of halves or quarters will uh, be a little bit down for us so far this year. So I'm looking into getting four consistent quarters, a touchdown or two in every quarter. That's how you end up scoring thirty plus. Yeah, that's. I just feel like you need that against Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, at home, that helps. And, and and Aaron hasn't beat us here yet. He's he's over, I think, two. <laughs> I think the big thing, yeah, the big thing will be getting pressure on him. Uh, Absolutely. They have a young center who's looked really good, but the Bengals have a DJ reader. <laughs> so right, you know, right. Uh, and and a Larry Larry Ogunjobi and uh, a yeah. BJ Sands. I mean, the and I, I have to tell you this: we, you know, when the season started, I was I thought the defense would be better. I didn't know where. Close thought to be is is dominant. I mean, let's be be, be real here. It's been pretty dominant uh, the the first four games here, and I thought this offense was going to score you know close to thirty points a game. So that's where I am very excited about the future. What could happen here because the defense has been playing great, and there's so much more room for the offense to grow. You know, because like you said, it hasn't even the offense hasn't put together a full game yet, and hopefully this Sunday is the time they they do that and. It, it and you know Joe Burrow is going to take the challenge. You know he because Mike Daniels calls him baby, baby Aaron. You know, so he's going to take the challenge of of, of putting it on a Rod. 
So I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I am. I'm not gonna be a lot. I'm nervous. I, we we could we could lose this game, but I I think it's gonna be a, a one or two scoring game is what I think. Yeah, Vegas thinks it's only a three point spread or so. So they're predicting a close game. Um, and Vegas is usually close. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Otherwise, they would lose money. So uh, they're predicting a close game. I would think it's going to stay close. Uh, the Bengals have a chance to win. They're at home. It's it's everything that is there for them. They just have to play consistent. Right. Now let's let's get to a little bit of the. I know I know I don't want to try to rehash everything you talked about on on locked on yesterday, but but uh, I do want to get your thoughts again on on Jackson Carmen and <laughs> excuse me and how his development is right now. Carmen is, uh, I think him and Xavier Suofilo are kind of, kind of play around a similar level, but they're different players. Uh, and if you're already getting that from Carmen, there's no need to play Suofilo right now because right. Suofilo is not going to get better at 30. He's, he's the same as he always is. He's better as a sixth guy on the offensive line, but he's not, he's not a liability when he goes out there. Carmen's the same way. He's not a liability uh, right now. He's, I mean, he'd be the worst starter in the offensive line, but he, he's getting better. He's 22, I believe. 22, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's 22 years old. He's going to get better over time. It's these reps are going to help him. Uh, he has issues a little bit, mainly sustaining blocks, and it's more in the run game, which is where you want the issues to be, really. Uh, Right. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd rather Burrow wasn't getting hit because we're trying to get a young guy going, but I think he's, he's, he's got uh, some talent. He's athletic. He's strong. I don't know if I agree that he stabilized the line. Uh, I think that's, that's a lot because I, I think he's been okay, but he hasn't really been like a, uh, he hasn't been a force. He hasn't been, I don't even want to say he's been good. He's been okay. He's been fine. He's, you, gave he's him a, you gave him a C potential. grade the other day. Yes. I, I've given him a C, I think, both both times. He's right. been fine. He's, he's not stabilizing. He's more like, oh, good. He's not a disaster. I hope he <laughs> develops really well because he's strong, he's athletic, and he has all the tools to become something yeah. special. That, that's that's where, where the exciting part is. Uh, he He's come in. He hasn't been a liability, and there's room for him to grow. And like you said, Xavier, uh, there's – there's, he is what he is. Jackson can can get better, so that that's where I'm excited about that that he's in there. What, what I didn't want him to do was go in there and fall flat on his face, you know, like, like and not to keep rehashing, but like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan got thrown in. Michael Jordan wasn't ready to start, and I think that had a lot to do with his studying of his his development. And I think Frank Pollock did a really good job of bringing Jackson along slowly. Because let's be be honest here, you know, and I've said this on the show before. Duke Tobin has said, in his opinion, that uh, learning the offensive line position in the NFL is is one of the hardest things to do in, in, in any of the positions. And so he's also learning a new position. He played tackle at, in, in college, and now he's playing guard. So I, I think the way Frank handled it, I think really took the pressure off Jackson a lot. Yeah, uh, that's uh, a better offensive line coach will help you out. <laughs> exactly. Um, where one will just throw – uh, Jordan into the Wolves, uh, Frank Pollock's going to – he sees he's not exactly ready yet, and we all saw it preseason week one. I don't think anybody was super excited to get him starting then. He looked better as the game – as preseason weeks went on, and now he looks better from then. So he's growing. He's becoming a better player. That's what you want to see. You, uh, he's also moving from the left side to the right side. Mm -hmm. uh, not as difficult to move from left tackle to right guard, which sounds weird, but you just don't have to kick out as far. Uh yeah, he does get a false start every game so far. That's <laughs> yeah, at least, at least he's yeah. consistent, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the The main thing is you don't want those false starts happening at home because you know the snap count. Just just don't freak out, you know. Uh, back surgery, I believe. Yeah, and that's but, another reason why I think he he came in a little overweight and stuff too. Now, but I think yeah, that was was that during the season though, or was that or was the surgery at the end of the season? No, he made it through the season. He made it. Okay. He played the whole season with. I think a ruptured disc. Okay, and then he uh, had a head surgery after the season. Yeah, that, that, yeah, and that's why I kind of kept trying to tell everybody. I was like, I'm pretty sure he had back surgery like right after the season, 
And so it, it, it's going to take, I mean, hell, you hurt your back, man. Trust me, I've, I've, I've done it a million times and I don't play football. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to set you back just walking, talking, sitting, whatever. It's, it's going to hurt your back. Your back is, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't wish anybody to uh, hurt their back. But, um, so do you think, what's your thoughts on the uh, Packers offense line? And can our front four get enough pressure on Aaron Rodgers? Cause I, no matter how good a quarterback is, if you get consistent pressure on him and make him running around and moving out of the pocket and everything, which Aaron Rodgers is very good at doing that on the run still, but I'd rather him do that than stay in the pocket and just be able to you know, pick us apart. Do you think the Bengals uh, defensive line is better than the Green Bay Packers offensive line or where, where are you at on that? At spots, I think so. I think the left tackle's out. Uh, Bakhtiari is – has a case for being the best left tackle in the entire league, but he's out. He tore that's his good. ACL, Ooh, I think, in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, you're right. Yes, I remember that now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't recovered as quickly as they would hope. I mean, you you want him to get right. They're a team that could win without a left tackle and still make the playoffs, all that. So they just want him to get right. Um, so he's out, and they got a backup for Trey Hendrickson. He should feast on that. Uh, Nick Bosa took that guy – uh, took him behind the woodshed a few weeks ago. Um, didn't watch too much this week, but I know the Steelers have been a little bit injured along the edge. But I wouldn't be surprised if Melvin Ingram or somebody beat him up too. Uh, their center, rookie Josh Myers, he's been really good. And it's weird because I remember when I watched the Ohio State offensive line, I thought the right guard was better. <laughs> <laughs> and right guard's not playing. Center is one of the better centers one of the better rookie offensive linemen in the league. So it's a crapshoot, man. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it, I mean, it really is. I mean, and I, I kind of, when I just said that, I kind of, I, I, I like giving Duke Tobin credit because everybody gave him so much crap about missing on so many different people. I think the last two years in the draft, he's nailed it. I mean, I, I, I mean, look, look at Logan Wilson. I mean, that dude, if, if let's go back to the Jag, Jaguars game, if Logan Wilson isn't in that hole to stop, um, Trevor Lawrence from scoring that touchdown and they go three touchdowns, that, that game could be completely different. Yeah, the that was a game-saving, I think, tackle with him. And can't forget, Ogan Joby made the first contact. He, yeah, uh, Ogan Joby was there and then – got over there and held him up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Logan Wilson comes in, hits him, and Hubbard just finishes it off by pulling him all the way back down to the ground. So, huge play. And, I mean, I want to give my due to Eli Apple for making the tackle along the one-yard line as well on LaVisca Chenault. So I know, I know we have not enjoyed him too much, but he had a pretty good game Thursday. He was possibly better than Trey Waynes, the Trey Waynes rusty coming off 19 game absence. Oh, yeah. He had played a year and a half. So yeah. Made sense. But I, I was kind of surprised Eli Apple held up. Uh, so what's, what's your thoughts on Apple? Is, is he as bad as everybody thinks he is? I, I've seen you. I know you tweeted some different things out about him. No, he's probably not as bad as everybody thinks he is. I think he would have been our best, our, our second best cornerback last year after Will Jackson. So, um, well, maybe McKenzie was also pretty good. So, he would have been our, he would have been better than Phillips was up and down. He had Phillips and Apple kind of comparable, really. I think. Yeah, I, I really thought Phillips would would make a bigger stride this year, and and not to cut you off, but he's that, that's one that's been irritating me even. <laughs> his fair catches when there's nobody around him. I'm like, what is going on? I'd rather he fair catches when he makes, when he catches the punt and he starts moving backwards and left yeah. and right. That, yeah. That's what makes me more upset. I'm like, Oh dude, you're, you're not, you're not as fast as you think you are. You're not Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> just, just get upfield, man. Exactly. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought he'd be more, I was, I would say he'd be more like Pac-Man was when Pac-Man would, would return punts. Yeah, you think those cornerbacks are crazy, you know? <laughs> exactly. Never taking a fair catch. Hit me, man. I, I probably get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry says, so Hilton will blitz from the left this week? I don't think it'll matter. I think I think that's a good idea to blitz him, though, because it's a rookie center, and he probably hasn't seen a ton of that stuff. So you, he shouldn't go against the tackle. Is what you never want to design your blitz for Mike Hilton to have to beat a tackle to get to the quarterback because it's not a winning formula. You want him to come free, and he has plenty of times in the Minnesota game. It was amazing he came free, I think, three times. But the Bengals' defensive line was just so good that they got there before he could. <laughs> so 
I, I love and I, I keep talking about it. I love this front four. I, I I knew they would be good at stopping the run, you know, with the guys that they signed. I didn't because I didn't see this much push up the middle from from DJ last year. It, at least it didn't seem like it anyway. He was getting that much pressure. Now I know it was only him because we didn't have the rotation of him and and and, and Gio or uh, Gino and, and Mike Daniels. Yeah, that's kind of what we were hoping for last year. And that's what excited me about this year is I think we finally have a, the rotation that, you know, I thought we were going to have last year, but I, I didn't think we get this much pressure up the middle. And that is, that is helping Hubbard, the H boys, Hubbard and, and Hendrickson out on the outside. It's so we got pressure coming from everywhere, everywhere. Don't forget. It helps the linebackers too. Uh, when you yeah. have a guy like BJ Hill or Josh Tupo uh, grabbing a hold of the guards and throwing them to the ground so he can't go up and block him. That's, <laughs> that's half the reason Logan Wilson looks so good. You know, it's right. unsung. It's kind of like the offense. Think of it like the offensive line blocking for the running back, uh, keeping him clean so he can go do the fun stuff. We love to see the interceptions, the tackles, uh, all the linebackers having career years. And I think the defensive line plays into that. Jermaine Pratt looks better. Uh, yep. Davis Gaither looks better. They all look good. And that's partially the pressure that this defensive line is getting in the passing situations. And when it comes to running the ball, they're doing a good job of holding up the offensive line, letting them play free. Exactly. Uh, Terry says Rogers will most likely counter the blitz with slants to Cobb and Adam Adams. Sorry. Adams, yeah, I mean, sure, but that's why you drop Logan Wilson over uh, towards that side from from the line of scrimmage. He's had two, three interceptions that way already, so that's it, that that's a common way to beat it. But you just put your linebacker in a position to get in the passing window, and then you end up with another big play that wasn't a sack. It's a it's an even better one. It's an interception, right? So it, well, it's, I got- it's hard to beat it, but yeah, you, there's ways to counter the counter. That's that's football. <laughs> it's just well, and, keep and- adjusting. And I'll say this, and, and this is one thing that I just – and I'll go back to Thursday night's game. This is one thing I love. The fir- first half and second half are two completely different teams. I love Marvin Lewis. I always respect him for what he did for the Bengals, what he brought us out of. The man could not make second-half adjustments. Zach Taylor and that coach have made huge <laughs> second-half adjustments because the offense was completely different that second half than it was that, that first half. So I am thoroughly enjoying, and I try to give Zach credit because he always gets banged on from Bengals Nation and everything. But I think Zach has done a really good job of adjusting in, in the games this year. I agree. I think it really shows that they've just come out better in the second half than they have uh, previously. So especially this game, and you had the Steelers game, they looked pretty solid to start, and they just kind of cruised the second half. But the Bears game looked much better in the second half. Um, you see the adjustments being made, and it makes a difference. Exactly. And Tom here says the Bengals are going to have their best game as a team against Green Bay. The next three games are going to be their best gelling games as a team. Going to be a shootout, and it's going to come down to our D. Um. I don't know if it's going to be a shootout or not because I mean, uh, because um, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't want to get in a shootout with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'll be I think it, it, it could be inevitable. It could. It, Rodgers is just so good. That's why I'm saying the offensive has to play has to play four solid quarters because I think they're going to have to. They will have to keep up a little bit. And the defense, what they have to do is they have to get an opportune turnover or an opportune punt. Just sometime where. They're going back and forth, and it feels like uh, it feels like a back and forth juggernaut battle. And then you just get the one stop, the one interception, fumble, whatever, and right. it just changes the game. Exactly. All right, Sands. Well, I know you got to get out of here. I appreciate you coming off. I kept you a little longer than than I, I meant to. I apologize for that. Tell everybody uh, where they can follow you, what which articles you got coming out, podcasts, all <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, really just follow uh, my Twitter account, Bengals underscore Sands. That's where you'll find everything. I promote everything I do on there. So it's a shorter way of everything that you need to see. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, Mike, as always, I appreciate you coming on. We'll have to do it again sometime. Who day? Who day? I appreciate you having me, man. No problem, man. All right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now we can get into the uh, chat here with you guys. All right. Let's see, Terry, what do you got here? 
A shootout means Burrow throws 40 plus times. We don't need that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, then I don't see that. I mean, the only way, <clears throat> the only way we have that is, is if we're playing catch up, you know, and, you know, if they get out, well, let's put it to you this way. We were down, what, two touchdowns against Jacksonville. And we still ran the ball a lot consistently. And, so I, I Zach is really committed to doing that. I don't see them having Burrow drop back 40 times and throw the ball. I don't I just don't see that that happening this year. I don't see the Packers blowing us out because I mean from what it sounds like that all pretty much everybody, I think, especially in the secondary, is going to be back. Um, now Mixon, I was going to ask Sands about this, but he had, he had to run. Uh, I know Mixon, uh, Sammy tweeted me out today talking about getting different running backs. And he said, Mixon's out for a couple weeks, which actually Mixon is day to day. Um, hopefully he'll be back, you know, um, this Sunday I'll find out tomorrow. Cause I'm gonna head down to practice and see if he's out there. Um, but getting back to the secondary, there's a chance this week that we could have everybody in our secondary for the first time ever, <laughs> you know, that's a good thing going against Aaron Rodgers, And we're pretty healthy going into this game. And that is a huge difference compared to last year. Last year, we kept having season ending injury after season ending injury. And this year we're it's football. You're going to have a little tweaks here and there and, and stuff like that. You know, that that's going to happen. So the, which was one of the narratives last year for Bengals fans was like, well, maybe we need to change the uh, the physical uh, physical therapist guy or or or, or the, the weight guy or something or whatever they call them because <laughs> we're getting everybody injured. It just happens. I mean, look at the Ravens, the Rappers, they're injured. It just sometimes it's a year to have a lot of injuries. And here recently it's been it's been the Bengals, but this year we've actually been pretty healthy. And that, like I said, gives me confidence going to this game against the Packers. I think we can beat the Packers. I don't think it's going to be a shootout because um, I just think our our defense is too good, I think, for it to be a shootout. I know Aaron Rodgers is is a really good quarterback. He's one of the better best quarterbacks ever to play this game. I just don't see the Bengals giving up big chunk plays and a lot of touchdowns, you know, and I really think with the 10 days off, the offense is going to – really start clicking, really start getting to back because Joe Burrow is really starting to get more and more comfortable with his knee and Trey. You got to remember Trey Hopkins, the center. He had a knee, uh, a knee injury too. And his was even later than Burrow's. His was in the last game, the second half, I think against the Rappers last year, he's getting better. He's getting more comfortable. So I, I, I just think we, we can play with green Bay. We can beat green Bay. So I don't see it a shootout. I just don't. That was a, a long, <laughs> long answer for for the the shootout thing. Terry says Wayne, Trey Wayne's is still in preseason mode. Oh yeah, he hasn't played in like a year and a half. So yeah, Rogers knows it. I expect Rogers to attack Wayne's for four quarters. Yeah, I'm sure Wayne's expects it too. But yeah, you're you're right because I mean, again, Trey that was that was Trey's first game ever in a Bengals uniform. Ever, <laughs> you know, he missed all last year. He's missed the first what three games or uh, four, yeah, three games this year. So yeah, there there's a very very good shot that they're going to go after him. But that's where I'm saying if you didn't get the pressure on Aaron Rodgers, that I think they can because that's one thing. I'll rewatch the game, the Jacksonville game. The first half, we it was like the Bengals weren't ready for that. RPO, the run play option. I, because they did that a lot and got a lot of chunk plays out of it. Second half adjustment, they knew what to do with it. I don't see the Packers doing anything that the Bengals won't be ready for, if that makes sense. So that's where I, I like, I think the Bengals will be ready for this 10 days off to, to prepare, heal up. And Tom's asking about Jesse Bates. Um, I haven't heard any, I, I heard. Last thing I heard from Zach is that he is on the uptick. I think him and T would have played last week if it was a game on Sunday. Because uh, just from my own eyes, they were on the um, 
rehab field. What day was that? Wednesday? It was Wednesday, wasn't it? No. Tuesday. I don't remember what day I went down there. Whatever day I went down there. And they were both running around. You know, they did not look uh, too hurt to me. But what do I know? I'm not, you know, I'm just got on a bridge. Uh, they weren't participating in practice. I will get more. We'll know a lot more tomorrow once they go out and practice and see who is out there and who is participating. Let's see here. Crip, did you see? Yes, I did. Did you see the video of Urban Meyer? I, yes, I saw it, Crown or Crank, Crip. I saw it. I've got guys at work who are like, oh, I hate that guy. He's an Ohio, he's an Ohio State coach. I'm like, I, I don't care. <laughs> he's a coach for Jacksonville. He did something dumb. I don't care. I mean, whatever. I just don't get into, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me either way. You know, I'm not a Jacksonville fan. Uh, let's see here. Kevin, he's basically going to play. Our chances will be much better. I, like I said, Kevin, I, I think there's a very good chance that he will play. Um, but I don't know. Nothing's been said yet. Like I said, we'll find out more. Uh tomorrow when they go out to actually practice and hopefully Bates is a full participant. Hopefully Higgins is a full participant. The one I'm more worried about is Cheeto. Uh, Cause when you get those, those growing injuries, they could linger for a while. So hopefully I'm hoping he's back. But like I said, last time I heard from Zach, he said everything was trending upward. So we'll see now. Or what we, uh, we're a couple minutes into this thing. I want to get this out there again about uh, voting for jackpot Joey Burrow and the FedEx, where's that? Oh, here it is. FedEx Air Player of the Week. We are going up against the Kansas City Chiefs fans. Bengals Twitter universe has been blowing up the past year. We need to get this out as much as we can. I have the link. The link is uh, if you're in the Facebook page, the link is there. You can go to the link. You can vote as many times as you want. All you got to do is vote, hit refresh, vote again, hit refresh, vote again. Hit, just keep voting. Vote Burrow. We want to get him to be the air player of the week. So let's go. I always say this on Twitter. Hootay Nation, we need to rise up and support our boy, Jackpot Joey Burrow. Josh says, yeah, hoping we can get Cheeto back ASAP. I agree. Josh says, yes, vote. Vote. Yes, vote. The link is in the caption. So there you go. And we need everyone to vote as much as possible. Vote. Hit the refresh. You can vote up to 20 times in a minute. So why are you guys are sitting there listening to me? You guys can go to go there and vote. And uh, we need to get, get this done because we've already got Chase there. We need to get jackpot joey there and i did confirm it i talked about this on um friday show i think it was i don't remember but this is really cool in the Bengals locker room they actually did somebody actually did yell jackpot out a couple times <laughs> so that's really cool i know it's kind of funny cj ooh zama calls him joey franchise but he's also wearing a jackpot joey hat out to practice so <laughs> so I think that's that's really cool. I'm very excited um, about the Bengals this week. I'm very excited about the Bearcats. They're playing Temple. It's nip at night is what they call it. It is awesome. Again, this could be a trap game for the Bearcats. Coming off the, the high of beating the Irish, it's a short week by a day. They're playing Friday night, so it is a short week. And Temple always plays us tough for some reason. But I don't think Temple has a shot. <laughs> I think we're going to go there to Nippert and we're going to destroy him. And Luke Fickle is calling for Bearcat Nation, Bearcat Country, to be as loud as you possibly can Friday night. Go there, be loud. There's my dog. He See, just my dog is yelling. Be loud, get there early, have some fun, and distract the Temple Owls. 
Everybody's, everybody's coming home. <laughs> yes, yes. My dog is loud like me, Josh. You are correct. That's Buddy Hooday. But we need everybody to go there and be loud. Be aggressive. Be excited. Let's go there and celebrate the victory we had over the Irish. Show the Bearcats and show the nation how good a football team we are. We did it Saturday. Show good, how good a fan base we are. We went to Notre Dame. We were, we were, there was a ton of red there. Go to Nippert. Now, I think Nippert's already sold out, to be honest. But just, I'm just employing everybody to be loud. I wish I could go. I can't because I have to go to work on Saturday, Saturday morning. But I will be watching it. So go there, be loud, get there early. I don't know if they want you to wear red or black. I'm not sure. It hasn't come out yet as far as I know. But it's going to be a very, very fun weekend. Hopefully, we can, it can be Cincinnati versus the world again and we can get a win on Friday night with the Bearcats, and then we get a win on Sunday with the Bengals. And I'm getting kind of used to this. I kind of like this. I I, I kind of enjoy my team's winning, you know. Crip says, I think we need to cover 29 points. We covered last week, man, against, against the Irish. We covered. And, and the thing is, for us to have any shots at the college football playoffs, which I still don't know if they're going to let us in or not. I'm still – I, I still will be kind of surprised if they let us in, even if we go undefeated. I not think I know we have to blow out every team. If we and that's if we blow out every team on the rest of our schedule, which is going to be hard. Let's be honest. I don't care what conference you're in. It's a conference game. It's going to be hard to win. It's going to be hard to blow them out. They got to be up. And and when you are this much better than your opponent. You kind of let off the gas. They can't let off the gas. They can't afford to. They have to destroy them. And the Crip says it's a blackout. So there you go. Wear black, which I love that. I, I love wearing black. It was a great idea. They wore red uh, to contrast with the green from the Irish. That was awesome. But go early. Be loud. Wear black. And cheer on the Bearcats. I will be doing it from here in the ice cave. I would like to be going to the game, but like I said, I have to go to work, and I only it sucks. Now, we do have a, a roster update on the Bengals. I do want to get to that real quick before I head on out of here. And the uh, Bengals today signed punter Drew Christmas, which I am happy they signed because I, I would like him. I love Kevin Huber, but this kid is legit. <laughs> I'm hoping we keep him, and he could be our punter next year. Uh, and they also signed safety Michael Thomas to the practice squad. And release safety Sean Davis and quarterback Tony Brown from the practice squad. So there are the moves from today as far as the Bengals go. And let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of them. I'm glad I'm on Facebook today. I was on Facebook yesterday because it was shut down. But they are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts. Cincinnati Reds, riding third, heading for home. The Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenable. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'm all over a 1,000 on every single one of them, except uh, TikTok. So if you guys like silly TikTok videos, look up Iceman90. Give me a follow. I would appreciate it. I'll be pulling us out of later on tonight. Putting on the podcast. If you missed Bengal Sands at the beginning of the show, first of all, you can rewind it and watch it on YouTube, or you can listen to it tonight, tomorrow on the podcast in your car, uh, while you're working out, or at work, whatever. Check it out. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Please leave a comment. So more. Cincinnati fans, find my podcast. YouTubers, we're at 1,385. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. And if it wasn't for the first person, and it wasn't for my loyal viewers and listeners, I wouldn't be able to do this. So, as always, I appreciate you guys. And as my boy, Jeremy D, likes to say, remember one thing, and one thing only. And that is, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Hootay, let's go Bearcats, 
Let's go Reds. Let's go Bengals. Check out my boy, James Rapine. He's going live tonight on the YouTube channel. Uh, same time as Bengal Jim. So maybe flip back and forth. <laughs> so you can give both of them support tonight. They're both going on. Bengal Jim's going on at 8 o'clock. James is going on at 8.30. So check them both out. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! No, no.